in my plus one and plus two. And now I'm going to pursue economics in college. So, yeah. Grace. Hi, everyone. So I'm Grace from Kenya. I am a law student from the Catholic University of Eastern Africa. I'm in my last year. And I'm also the founder of Vijana Tupo Initiative, which simply means uh, the youth are present. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I want to say, Shana. Uh, my name is Neha, and I'm in Chennai, India. I study in Kriya University. In fact, I four of three of the other students in this room are from my university. But um, other than that, I'll be pursuing economics next year. So yeah, that's about it. Thank you. Um, Vivi? Hi, everyone. I'm Vivi, uh, for short. And I uh, currently am in New York, in Manhattan. Uh, just as Starling said, it is a very impacted place and a very dense place. So um, it's an interesting place to be at this moment in time. I'm a graduate student on, at Columbia University, also at, on Zoom right now. So <laughs> at Zoom University, as they keep saying. Um, but yeah, happy to hear the discussions. Simrita? Simriti? I am Smriti from Chennai, India. I'm currently studying in Priya University and um, I'm in my first year and I wish to pursue economics and environmental studies. Thank you so much. Um, and Priyanka? Hi, I'm Priyanka. I'm also in my first year at Priya University. Currently, I'm in Mumbai and I wish to pursue psychology in the next year. Okay, thank you. So one of the things I will say um, is that I would love for us to speak a little slower than we usually do um, because this is being recorded and just so that we can understand one another um, and to have patience with the technology. I might be out of sync sometimes and there are issues with bandwidth and this is a strange way to connect with one another. Um, but keeping in mind that we should speak just a bit slower than typical so that we can understand one another. I would love also to invite you to use the chat feature. Um, this is kind of like um, just your thoughts, your ideas, etc. Um, it seems like the chat feature is part of the long thread, but I'll do my best to kind of pay attention to um, some questions or things that are arising for you during this session. Um, I invite you to listen to one another. I invite you to be open and to share. This is an opportunity to learn about what is a global pandemic and how it's affecting people in other parts of the world. Um, it's also an opportunity to um, see what commonalities we share and some of the differences. Um, so, I'll begin, and it's a little difficult, so what I invite you to do is put on the speaker's view. <clears throat> that way you're able to see um, who is speaking at any given time. Does that make sense? Are you seeing me as I talk in large frame? Okay. <clears throat> So to begin, it's a two-part question. Um, it's, uh, how has the coronavirus affected your life? What is the most unexpected part of, its, of this impact? Has someone else joined us? Uh, is that, has someone else joined us? Participants. Yes, who has joined us? It looks like um, Tal, uh, Talar. Talar, yes. Talar, um, tell us about yourself and where you're calling from. And if possible, can you please put on the video Be so we can see you? Beirut, I'm calling from Beirut. Okay, um, is it possible for us oh. to see you? What? To put on the video feature? 
Yes, just one minute. Yeah. Take your time. Okay. Oh, it's great to see you. Hi. So the question, Hi. Um, the question is, are you, um, well, let's learn more about you. Where are you calling from? I'm from calling from Beirut. Uh, they had sent me from uh, AGBU, Armenian General Benevolent Union. I'm a member of, uh, of the association. Okay. So they had sent me an invitation to join the, the meeting. Great. And where, um, where do you go to school or what community are you part of? I'm, I'm an architect. Uh, I'm an architect. I work on projects uh, in Africa um, offshore. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, I could, yeah. It's great to meet you. Me too. But I didn't get your name. Just try. Oh, we Darlene. Just okay. Answer, yeah. Darlene. Okay. Okay. Darlene. Um, we have people from Kenya, uh, New York, and um, various parts of India. Okay. Right. So we'll ask everyone to put yourself on mute when you're not speaking. If you're not. Okay. And I'll pose the first question once again. The question is, how has the coronavirus affected your life? Um, okay. What is, or what has been the most un an unexpected part of this impact? Um, so I guess- Do you want me to, do you want me to, do you want me to reply or we have to wait for all the partic participants? We'll wait for the other participants to reply and okay. I'll call on you based on how I see you on my screen. Okay. So I can unmute, uh, so I can uh, mute now or? Yes, you prefer? mute now, yes. Okay. So I'll start um, again, uh, if you do the speaker's view, you can kind of see. So let's start with Priyanka. I think the major displacement here has been from college to come back home, because this is my first year of college and I was expecting to like be away from home for a good eight to nine months. But I think the major displacement and um, the way that it's affected my life uh, right now is that um, just come back home from college, been home for a month. Thank you. What has it been like to be at home? It's been it's been fine, but it just it wasn't expecting it because as a college student, I main reason I wanted to go away was to study away from like home and like get used to it, be independent. But like coming back and like in the same situation, I I just had wanted to leave for college. It was unexpected. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Thank you. What's interesting is that my view changes, so it's not the same line. Um, how about we do this? Um, people answer as they feel ready to answer, and we'll just go one by one that way. It's a little hard to call on people this way. So who would like to go next? Um, Grace here. I could say for me, it has been the unexpected change from school because I was in my last year, my last semester actually of campus and I was going to graduate very soon. I was going to graduate in October and it was only two weeks to the exams when we were told that we need to go back home. So get going back home has really, uh, it's, it's a disruption that I did not expect. Because for example, for me as a law student, I'm supposed to finish my course, my four year degree and go to other two, two more years in Kenya for pupillage and for extra law studies. So it has really been a disruption in 
how I how I had planned myself and how I, I had expected to graduate and how basically everything academics has been really disrupted. Thank you, Grace. I hear you use the word distraction a lot. Um, can you tell us a little bit more of what you mean by distraction? Uh, by disruption, I mean that uh, when, when you start, for example, as when I started this year and I enrolled for my last semester, I did not expect that I would have to come back home again from school and basically uh, have to move away from the syllabus I had expected to complete. So everything has just been reshuffled and yes, disrupted because really when we go back to school, if we end up going to go, uh, if we go back to school soon, it's not going to be the same as how I had left. It's not going to be easy. We, in school, we have access to things, we have access to a library, we have access, even just being with your friends and being able to discuss together isn't going to be, it's, it's not what you're experiencing now. Not everybody has internet at home to make video calls such as we are, such as this. Not everybody is able even to afford, to afford internet or to afford airtime credit, mobile airtime to get to reach to, to each, so that we can discuss with each other. So basically everything, my social life has been disrupted. My economic life has been disrupted. We can't get out here. We can't, you can't choose to get out, but we are strictly, and we are really advised not to get out so that the, we can try to um, flatten the curve here in Kenya. So really it, it has been a disruption, disruption socially, economically, academically, churches are closed, mosques are closed. Basically, we have our lives, it's like in a, in a doom where we cannot get out at all. That's the disruption I'm talking about. Grace, thank you so much. You're welcome. Who would like to share next? Uh, may I speak? Of course, sure. So um, I think the the thing which has uh, impact, impacted the most in India, according to me, would be the lockdown. Uh, so our Prime Minister uh, Narendra Modi he announced a 21-day lockdown uh, in in the entire country of India, so as to flatten the curve, as you know, it is being done in Kenya as well as Grace mentioned. Uh, but over here, it is like strictly uh, it has to be strictly followed, and in fact, uh, in certain states in India. Um, the lockdown has actually been extended to 30th April. It was due to finish this week, but now it's been extended further to make sure that, you know, there aren't any more casualties and, you know, everyone can be safe at home. Uh, because of this, there have been a lot of issues. Uh, like we haven't been able to, uh, there has been a shortage of resources as well in the market uh, because many of the companies and the markets are shut as well. So uh, because of that, like people aren't able to get as much as they want to. And there's also a limitation to as to how much you can buy when there is supply in the market. And also you're, you have to stay at home. So there's nothing apart from, you know, if you have online classes, which thankfully we do, there's not actually a lot you can do because there isn't a lot which is going on outside as well. It's practically the entire world has come to a stop. So um, actually like it's quite um, from a very fast paced life of college, especially for us, as we were in the first year of college, we had, you know, just moved out of home and, uh, you know, we were getting used to, uh, you know, staying away from home and, you know, living, uh, trying to, you know, live uh, with other people. Uh, it really impacted all of us, I think, as first year students, uh, because then we were forced to come back home and then stay for, you know, an indefinite period of time. And there's no knowing when we are actually going back to college again. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Who else would like to share? Uh, may I speak? Um, yeah, so uh, just as Chirag said, just to put it down into one line, um, it's basically the change from independent people to being dependent again and from people who are being dependent to being lost um, for resources, let's say. So people outside at this point in time due to the lockdown and due to economical crisis, um, 
they really don't know where to go, where, what job to do. Um, they're basically at a standstill. Their life is in a standstill. So it's, it's almost like a, a cycle where, you know, you don't have job, you don't get income, no income, you barely even get the resources that are barely even coming to us right now. But to answer the question directly, I don't really see a significant impact in our lives, in my life at least, since we are we have access to basic resources at least. In terms of education, we have access to internet. But I guess I we could only have a lot more insight into this question if we were to talk to people who don't really have access to resources out there. Thank you. We have three people. Yes, let's let's remind us of your name. I'm Smriti. Um, I'm from Chennai, India. Um, I think the most unexpected thing for me um, was uh, the lockdown, which came uh, much sooner than I expected because we were two in two weeks into our uh, third trimester and we were sent back. Um, I'm actually isolated from my parents, my um, mom and my dad, um, my mom is in Delhi and my dad is in Vaisakh because of work um, and I'm in Chennai with my aunt and my grandparents. Um, so it's a little, it's been a little difficult situation because I'm, um, I'm no, I'm not close to my parents anywhere right now. but. Um, I think that way technology has like kind of helped us connect a lot. Um, I speak to them every day, but that was really unexpected and has, um, I didn't expect it to come to an extent like that because I took um, the decision of not going um, back home because I didn't want um, a travel to be, a, I wanted to be safe. And I took the safer choice of staying back home because um, from college to my aunt's place, it was much closer. I didn't have to travel much. Um, but um, otherwise, um, apart from um, um, our academics coming, um, starting at full swing, it's been a little difficult to adapt to the syllabus because um, our discussions were so classroom based and it was, um, it, you felt alive in a class, but now it seems that discussions become so dead after one point because you actually cannot see the person um so yeah thank you so much um you mentioned that discussions become dead um via technology can you expand on that a little bit more um i think um what happens is that in the process of um, in a class, a professor can actually see what's happening. Um, you write on boards, there are group discussions, but what happens uh, via Zoom, because our classes are based in a Zoom uh, room, um, things don't seem to go as discussion-based as it would have gone when we were in our classrooms, divided, though you're with the same people as you were in college, in the same classroom, um, it's not the same. Thank you. Um, who else has not spoken but would like to add? I think we haven't heard from Talar and we haven't heard from, is that the only person we've not heard from? Has everybody else spoken? Talar, we'd love to hear from you. The question, once again, is how has the coronavirus affected your life? And what has been the most significant or unexpected part of this impact? I think you're still on mute. I can. You're still on mute. Can you hear me now? Perfectly. Okay. So I was saying, uh, I'm an architect, okay? Uh, usually uh, the, product, the project which I was already working on 
was offshore and was a distant project and needed a big big amount of coordination so i was used to the idea uh, to work uh, in a, uh, on a distant project okay but what changed uh, we used to go to the office every day and work from there as a group as a team because all uh, architectural uh, projects need uh, full-time coordination so that we don't go into faults and uh, problems and discrepancies. So, so that was the main issue. Um, but uh, the good thing is uh, the, the company could shift from uh, work from uh, office to work from home very easily because they were uh, actually uh, prepared for this kind of a this kind of a problem okay uh, this this is a thing that affected me personally but what affected the the population in general in lebanon and the case in lebanon uh, first of all in lebanon the case worsened because we already have and uh, we started to have a big economic crisis which started after we had the revolution in october okay uh, after the revolution uh, the economic uh, crisis started and uh, affected the uh, the, uh, the value of uh, lebanese uh, lira uh, in a, with the exchange rate of uh, the dollar meaning and uh, what happened everybody uh, gets the salary in in lebanese lira but everything in the market is in uh, dollars. So actually, because the, the value of the Lebanese lira changed, this affected uh, the, the salaries of the people. As, a, as in, yeah, now uh, my salary actually, the value of my salary is half what I, what I used to get when I was a fresh graduate. Okay, I have uh, eight years experience, now I'm getting paid less. This, this is the first problem before the coronavirus. And then came in the coronavirus, uh, which led a uh, lot of people to lose their job. Uh, and most of uh, the problem came uh, because uh, Lebanese economy is based on uh, private uh, companies, not public. Public uh, companies are very uh, corrupt. So the economy is based on the private companies. What happened? This devaluation of the money uh, led to the corruption, uh, led to the uh, crisis. Okay, and everybody is losing their job. Uh, regarding the corona, uh, most of all, the taxi drivers, day-to-day uh, -day workers, uh, even uh, people who work in the public uh, era, but work based on base of uh, time and not, uh, and not salary, yeah, not monthly salary, uh, day to day. This, they were affected. The teachers, teachers were very affected, even though some of the schools uh, uh, shifted to online uh, teaching, but uh, what happened is that uh, already the, the people are uh, having difficulties okay paying this to the tuitions because of the economic crisis so uh, the parents uh, don't want to pay the tuition fees and uh, the teachers are uh, obliged uh, to deliver the classes online which led to the big problem of teachers don't want to do the classes online and mothers at home are already in a big uh, stress uh, to to teach their children plus uh, to do the day-to-day -day, uh, uh, home chores so it's a big uh, mess this 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 uh, the uh, everything regarding school issues. Uh, what else? Uh, this, was the, this is the main problem in Lebanon, which, which came in after the, the crisis. Uh, positive side, let's see the positive side. 
because Lebanon is actually kind of on the verge of uh, bankruptcy, that's the government is on the verge of bankruptcy, but, but uh, the, the Ministry of Health uh, started the shutdown really early on because uh, we know that the government doesn't have resources and doesn't have enough uh, uh, beds for uh, coronavirus patients. That's why he started the lockdown very, very soon. Uh, so actually, Lebanon is doing well regarding other nations. And day-to-day uh, -day increase of the cases are like uh, maximum 10 cases per day, or that's, that's the maximum case per day. So we're now around 600 cases, that's it. And we're in lockdown now for a month. Thank you so much, Antala. Um, okay. Do you, you have any questions? Um, I don't I, know if I remembered everything. I tried to sum up. I actually appreciate um, all of you for sharing your perspective and um, the perspective from where you are. We have some time to discuss before we move on to the next question. And this is an opportunity for you to ask questions to your um, you know, colleagues, if you will, um, international colleagues. Uh, if there are any, did any questions arise for you with what anybody was sharing, um, is there something that you want to add now? Um, this is a space, although it is a digital platform, it is a space for you to engage one another in, in conversation. Is there anything that you would like to pose or any follow-up that you would like um, from one of, your, one of the fellow people in this um, breakout room? Um, I had just one question, um, which wasn't actually related to uh, what anyone said uh, in the past 10 minutes, but it was more like a general uh, question. Uh, so while I was, um, you know, while I've been following the updates on, you know, how far this, um, this virus has spread, and I was seeing, you know, I was seeing how uh, in each country, the number of uh, cases are increasing day by day. I saw that there has been like quite a bit of increase in both countries such as India and USA. Uh, I understand India's perspective because, you know, I have been following the news in India, but I'm not actually aware as to, you know, how come uh, like in, in the US there have been increasing cases. So is, um, could there be any like answer to that question? Well, um, although she isn't taking notes right now, I would love, um, Vivi, uh, what, is, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I think I've also kind of kept up with the news pretty consistently. And I know at least from the beginning of this all happening, um, many people weren't taking it seriously from, from the very beginning. So, um, as that continued, and I still even, for example, I, like some other people mentioned, uh, I think uh, Smitri, right, Smriti, um, you mentioned you're not with your parents. I'm also not with my parents. I stayed behind because um, I just thought like as a virtual student, it would be easier for me to do work on my own rather than in a house of seven. <laughs> but um, when we talk over the phone, they're telling me, you know, that family members over there are still having the conversations like, oh, this is all fake. Like they're all just telling us lies. So this isn't happening. And so they're not taking things seriously. And um, there were news reports of people still like going out to the beaches and to bars when those were open and really condensed places. So I feel like that impacted the amount of cases we have now. But then the other thing I would take into consideration is, um, like Talar said earlier, you didn't, uh, your country doesn't have sufficient resources for the outbreak, so you locked down early. Or in our case, we didn't have enough resources and we didn't lock down early. So um, 
the reason there's an increase in cases is because uh, they weren't being accounted for in the first place. And now that they are starting to get accounted for, they're coming up as an abundance when really it's just like we weren't taking note of them before. And so now it feels like there's so many of them. But it's more that we're barely taking note. That's my perspective. Thank you. What I hear from the conversation is grappling with or thinking about um, the response to the virus, the government's response or your school's response. Um, I would love to know more about that, um, your perception of the response, um, especially now that we're removed, right, from um, the immediate response, we can get a sense of the impact now. Um, some of you mentioned the decisions that were made at the government level, the decisions that were made at the university level. Um, Vivi's mentioning the decisions that were made at the national level. Um, does anybody have anything more to share about um, your perception of these responses? How, you know, the impact of these responses on you know, the way they affect your life? And this is for anyone, um, if you'd like to share or not. Um, so, um, as Chirag mentioned earlier, um, that some of the states have extended their lockdown to April 30th. So, I'm in Chennai. So, um, in Chennai, they have extended um, the ex uh, extended it till 30th of April, and. Um, Yet people are going out, and um, what upsets it's going to what upsets what upsets me the most is that um, people are going out and they're getting beaten by the police. Um, it's come to a state where you have to take such drastic measures, and people still don't understand and are still getting out of their houses. Um, even for groceries, uh, there is a time to go out, but people don't abide to it. And um, there was a reason why this got extended because um, our prime minister felt that um, in certain states, if the cases go too far, if it reaches to a level that it needs to be controlled, you would have to um, take measures. And our state had certain cases and they wanted to take, didn't have so many um, cases as, other states in um, India, but um, they took a precautionary measure, but people don't abide by it. And it kind of upsets me because um, there are a lot of people who are struggling to survive all over the globe. Um, and if we practice social distancing, as we call it in India, um, it's actually going to help us. And I, it's just upsetting. Thank you. Would I would like to um, add on to that. So one of the reasons that our country did the lockdown earlier was actually viewed as good, but in hindsight, there was not plan, much planning done in terms of the migrant labor. There was a lot of labor who, who are in the cities, workers who are in the cities who had to go back to their hometowns and villages that are really far away, and they had shut down all modes of transportation. So there was like a lot of, um, I think they were walking and going back home, but there was, it was seen as a good move to lock down the country for three weeks, but there was no planning done behind it. Thank you, thank you. Would anybody else like to share before I move to the second question? Grace? Yeah, I would like to share something. So for Kenya, it's not complete lockdown which I think is good because looking at the economic state of our country, it's, uh, if we wouldn't survive a lockdown, people would die in their houses. And also considering that our numbers are not very extreme, we are at, uh, I think, 200 cases of COVID-19. But what our government has done is uh, we have restricted movements in some uh, towns and then we have a national curfew. So at, there's a like there's a specific time where you can't get out, and looking at those measures that were taken about two weeks ago, because previously it was just the schools were locked. About a month ago, we were told to come back home. That was the first measure that was um, taken, and we were told to come back home, and no school was opened. And then 
as the numbers kept increasing, we were told that now we need to impose a curfew. And also a week later, it's when the city, which is Nairobi, that has the highest number of cases, was put to restricted movement, of which that I think has been fair for our nation because our nation really, if, we, if you would put our country into complete lockdown, people would die in their houses. However, there is a fear um, in how the social distancing is being uh, uh, taken seriously by the citizens themselves. Even though we have a curfew and we have unrestricted movement, people still uh, do not take the disease seriously. So some of them still think it's a joke. Some of them do not even wear masks. Re recently we were told that if you have to get out, you have to, it's mandatory for you to wear a mask. And if not, the law will come after you. You're going to be arrested if you're not wearing a mask. Still, that is not being taken seriously. So um, just to comment on, 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 on the measures that our country has taken, it has been, on, on, on one side, it has been really nice. It has been really nice. It has tried to flatten the curve. But on the other hand, it's not being taken seriously. There is a big fear that if this virus, um, if somebody catches this virus and this person is in Kibera. Kibera is one of the largest slums in Africa. So if this virus, somebody catches this virus and that person resides in that place, then that would be the end of that whole slum. And really, it is a fear. It is a fear because we are not in lockdown. We are just in unrestricted movement. It is good, but it, is, it also has its, it, it, its own cons. Thank you, everyone. Um, um, I want to add something. Yes. Uh, regarding the lockdown, well, the media had a very big uh, role for the lockdown. What happened is that the, the media uh, stressed on the government, put a big load on the government uh, to do the lockdown. What happened is uh, a national um, television um, advised uh, all the citizens to leave home and uh, told that it is a state of emergency without even the government uh, having uh, a say in it. So what happened after three days, the government uh, seeing that all the people uh, were affected by the TV and by the media and stayed there at, at their home without even the, go the government restricting uh, the lockdown, so uh, they had to come and say, okay, we're in a lockdown now. You know what happened? Uh, the, uh, the people in uh, Lebanon were very responsible regarding this issue because of the media. So it was like 80% of people didn't go to work. It was, I remember, it was uh, uh, one month ago. It was on a uh, Thursday. On Friday, nobody went to work. And on Monday, the government were obliged, if we can say, to uh, make a lockdown. And uh, the measures were uh, increasing every week. So at first, uh, it was a lockdown. And then they added a curfew, which was uh, you can't go out for any reason from, uh, uh, from 7 and after from seven in the evening until uh, five a.m. in the morning. So this was this was a curfew. And then the second measure they made was uh, restricting movement of the cars according to uh, the the number of uh, number of the plate. Let's say uh, even numbers, uh, we can, even numbers can go. Uh, out on Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday, and old numbers can go on Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, so, like kind of World War II style. But it it really helped uh, to keep the people under control because uh, people were really abiding by the rule the first week, and then uh, things started to change because some people, as I mentioned before, they uh, rely on day-to-day -day, uh, income. That was the main issue. 
but now it's it's really after this uh, odd and even number thing for the cars, uh, things started to get back on track. Of course, uh, if they see someone on the coastal uh, on the coastal corniche, let's say they are walking or doing sports, they he will uh, immediately get a ticket, around fifty dollars a ticket. So uh, you 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 can't even see anybody on the street unless if uh, unless it's going for grocery shopping and uh, only grocery shopping. And if you have to go inside the grocery, uh, there are measures. They, they don't. Uh, uh, you can't go in the store if there are more than uh, three three people in the store. Uh, they have to wait outside, and everybody has to have uh, masks and gloves, or else he can't go inside. So uh, actually, the government uh, really was effective with the follow up. Um, I remember the first week, they even uh, went, uh, came with helicopters and uh, again, with, uh, how can I say? From the helicopter, they, they, uh, they targeted places where they are far to tell all the citizens, the citizens that you, you can't go out. So that's it. Um. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, sorry. I just want to add uh, about the line that Tala mentioned, um, media playing a huge role. So, I mean, this is a small snippet from what I've seen in India so far. Um, it might be a small example, but um, so far, we've received these messages on WhatsApp. Um, few of them would say masks were mandatory when you go out to stop the spreading of the virus, whereas some would say masks are not really necessary because you're just either wasting them or they could actually go to people who really need it. Um, so based on these so-called false um, information, people would take necessary actions and follow them. So my question is how many people have followed, followed such false information and what was the result from it? I mean, was there a significant number of cases because of you know, false information, and does this really come down to awareness that is given to the people? And if so, how how much of awareness can the government provide? And I mean, there is a limit to giving awareness. There is a limit to how much awareness that they can spread. So, from then, when is it that people actually start taking responsibility for their own actions and you know try to curb the curve themselves? So yeah, that's a, that's a small question that I had. Thank you for this question. I'm going to ask if you can write the question in the chat feature. It might be one that we can generate to the larger group or one that we can use to kind of think through. These are very, um, that, that question is, I think, would be great for a larger, the larger group. So we're at the second part of our, our conversation before we reconvene. And this question, um, I, I'm putting it in our chat too, so that you can see it. The question is, what influence do you think this pandemic will have on your future? The future of the country, of your country, and the, and the future of the world. How do you think this pandemic will affect your future, that of your country and the world. I would like, um, again, it's, I would like to keep equity so that everyone feels heard and that they have time to talk. But because we're not in the same room, I cannot quite figure out who talked first or what the line is. So I'm going to let you um, speak as you feel like you want to share and then again we're going to give everyone about a minute to share and then we'll engage in discussion who would like to go first again the question is what influence what impact do you think this pandemic will have on your future that of your country and the future of the world grace i see 
you yeah. yeah okay i'll start with, i'll start with the future of the world so as young people already we are facing a global problem of underemployment we are underemployed in kenya it's it gets worse by the day before the uh, covid 19 before covid 19 already our country was going through an economic crisis because of corruption by our leaders so when this comes in it really presents a fear in us young people because it's as if we are experiencing failure after failure failure not in terms of what we have achieved in ac academic wise we try so hard in school but you see when you go out there to apply for a job or for an internship or even just volunteer it becomes hard because people are scaling down so with uh the virus i think from it it's it presents such a fear in uh, in 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 the employment sector for us young people for our country uh, as i said our country was already going through an economic crisis and this actually our our uh, national treasury cabinet secretary had already projected that the development level will go down because of this coronavirus will go down by about 3% or even lower and that's 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 a huge percentage if you think about it so uh it's just a fear of unemployment failure after failure as i have said because we keep doing things and something the pandemic comes up something still comes up yeah and also uh just also globally it presents a an economic disruption as i had said earlier it's like an economic rearrangement that we did not expect the, the it's it's a global pause everything is at a standstill input output is at a, it's it, it's at a standstill in kenya many people have already lost their jobs many people are at home and as i said when we, when we discussed earlier as i said um for a country if they would impose a complete lockdown people would die in their houses not die in their houses because of the virus but die in their houses because of lack of food because of lack of they don't they won't be going to work there is nothing there is most of our many of our young people especially live from hand to mouth if you have an education um that's good for you if you have an office job that's good for you but most of our young people work do manual jobs and this is being stopped so really it presents a lot of fear depression many people are already experiencing depression because they're just at home there's nothing they can do there's nothing that they can do and economically it really i could say it it, it just brings a lot of disruption and a lot of fear 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 yeah that's what i can say grace thank you we have someone who just joined us um Pranish? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Hello, am I audible? Uh, you're audible. Are you able to share your video? No, like my internet connection is very bad. So if I like on it, I'll. No problem. So um, we are each sharing our responses to this question, and we'll come back to you after after everyone has had a chance to share. The question is. What influence do you think this pandemic will have on your future, that of the country and of the world? So we'll come back to you, Pranish, um, and we'll hear, um, we'll continue listening to the rest of your colleagues. And we have people from across India, New York, uh, Lebanon, Kenya. Okay, great. Thank you. Sure. As who would like to go next? Talar? Yes. Uh, regarding the question, uh, well, I want to think positively regarding this. Uh, I think uh, the whole uh, concept of going to work and working from the office uh, will change because usually uh, nobody believed in the concept of working from home. They said, okay, you work from home. It's, yeah, they, they didn't understand that it's the same level as if you, you can work in the office or you can work at home it's the same so this concept will change at least uh, in lebanon that's what i that's what i feel because actually now we are doing the same job uh, that we used to do at of at the office and sending our report and that's it 
So, and the co regarding the coordinations, we can, we have WhatsApp, we have Skype, we have many other uh, ways to communicate. So this will change. I think every, every industry related to the IT sec sector will boom. Starting from, uh, I don't know, uh, webcams, uh, everything related to the internet, everything related to the IT uh, will boom. That's what I think. Everything related to delivery services. Everything, uh, let's say, here in Lebanon, we usually had delivery services and uh, and it was already in, in our system. Just to give you an example, before already the pandemic and before this crisis, uh, we could call and ask for a burger from, Mac, from McDonald's and McDonald's would deliver us. So the delivery service is is very into our our culture. You can deliver anything. For example, uh, if I want to change the oil of my car, I used to call for the garage, and the garage garage came and changed the oil, uh, same place which which my car is parked, and do all the service and the checkups. So, I think the, the concept of delivery services will boom and online shopping will boom uh, online grocery shops also, also that's what i think this is a thing that will change another thing that will change uh, at least in this period what we feel is that there is no great countries and third world countries and this is what i feel because uh, uh, as i said before our country is really corrupt and really uh, on the edge of bankruptcy, but they could respond really, uh, really quick because of the media. And we are now actually in, in a better position than other great countries, as I said. Uh, so that's what I felt. So that's my. Uh, what will change other in my life? Uh, already I told you, like uh, working from home is not a uh, downgrade for something. Actually, it's now seen another way. It's like as if you can work from the office and you can work from home and it's related to your self-discipline. You, you don't have to go and uh, check in that you, uh, to prove that you worked, you see. Thank you so much. I think okay. um, um, Sina was next. Um, yeah, so in this case, when we talk about how it's going to affect the country and the world as such um, in, in the future, I guess to me, the two key factors are time and the intensity. So. Um, the amount of the time period of this lockdown, if it keeps getting extended, obviously the um, economy is going to get really hit because of well, world trade and money value and such. Everything will fall down. Also, I mean, intensity of the cases, the number of cases and how they rise. Um, since given that COVID is really, um, uh, what's that, a geometric progression and not a linear one, um, that attributes to the fact that we have no real, uh, at least I have no real uh, perfect view on whether the future of the country would be okay or not. So that was my point because, I mean, it, it also, uh, the country also has um, a ch chance to fall into a cyclical, um, what's that, a cyclical or deficit sort of thing, I forgot the term, but it starts with all the industries and the economies falling down, which leads to jobs going down and unemployment rising. And then the um, industries further cut down jobs because they don't have enough money supply. So this is gonna be the quick destruction that's gonna happen if um, COVID keeps multiplying and multiplying over the time, at least that's my view unless we actually take proper, I mean, it's not that we aren't, but we need more concrete and strong steps to find out how to stop and start curbing the curve. And I guess the only hope 
at this point is obviously it's finding the um, antidote for this, but I heard that's going to take quite some time. So. Thank you. And how will it affect your future, Sinha? Um, I guess it's just since I just started college, like since I just started university, I guess it's, it's, it really depends on whether I'm really going to go back to the campus on time or not. Because the longer we stay away from campus, the less exposure that we're getting. And given our, our curriculum, exposure is really vital in, you know, in education. So um, if we're not really exposed to um, environment, different conditions in education, that's really going to have um, a bad impact. Like we're not really going to have much of exposure, which is needed for good and stable careers in the future. So that's sort of bleak, I would say. Thank you. Um, Pranish wanted to go next. Yeah. Good evening to Ananda. So like uh, the corona, this, the, this pandemic has created a lot of efforts and what uh, things that I believe that may happen after this is that work from home feature as one of them mentioned. So the work from home feature, I think we'll get like now, now the big buildings understood that we don't actually have to give the rent for big buildings. We don't have to give like invest a lot of in capital. You can just run the service by doing in a work from home. So that will uh, create a lot of startups to come up and a lot of companies to grow more. And whenever you take in history, whenever you take a lot of pandemics or world war, whatever it is, after a lot of, like after a break, people get the time to reflect. And that creates a lot of uh, good changes in the environment, you know. Uh, so it's actually like a lot of good ideas are going to come and a lot of good things are going to get implemented. And in the education sector, one of the, uh, academicians were saying to me that now there's a new system coming up that doing the uh, studies at home that the faculties are sending video and you do the studies at home and in class you're clearing the doubts and uh, in class you do the homework and that kind of a new system will get sprouted in this and uh, speaking about where I am coming from I'm coming from India right so in India you had a culture where uh, people used to wash their hands and legs whenever they come, like go out and come. So in Corona, in this pandemic situation, they like we are we are set to wash your hands. And also we say namaste, not we give handshakes. So like maybe this, uh, like a lot of people think that we, we should go back to our roots. And in especially in Ayurveda in India, we have a lot of things, right? So that kind of going back also happens and seeing forward, I think uh, this... Uh, pandemic may uh, also this may create a great inequality in the society now due to this pandemic a lot of poor people are losing the money they have they're lending money from money lenders and you know so they have to pay this interest rates in the future also this is going to get affecting this uh, this is going to affect their future a lot but at the same time uh, since uh, startups are like it, i agree it also affects the rich people but they are more stable at this point and yeah, that's what my perspective is. Thank you so much. Let's use the chat feature. I think that was um, Pranish gave us a good idea for who would like to go next. Can I go next? Yes. So I think everyone's mostly spoken about the economic impact of it, but I think there's a very important social impact of it for the entire world, because I think I believe that this might just be a positive effect in terms of everyone might start valuing um, their social lives more, they start might start valuing the person they're going to see next. There's also going to be a very good mental health awareness um, thing behind it that people are more aware about depression and how it exists when you're self-isolated. In terms of my country, since I'm from India and we're a very labor-intensive country, there is a certain impact of a high unemployment because there's so many people who live on their livelihood of day-to-day -day wages. But I also think that there is a possibility that because of all of this from China, that India could have a positive growth and there could be more manufacturing shift to India where there's equally employment as much as unemployment. Um, in terms of my future, I hope that this semester will go fine if we can finish it online or go back to campus. 
but I don't think it will hold in terms of my academic future. Like I don't think it will impact it that much as in the future if this doesn't go long. Thank you. Who would like to go next? Um, so I think everyone has covered the point, but um, what I would like to say is that, um, that in our country, um, we are facing a problem of paying back our deficits. And um, after this uh, pandemic goes, our economy will be in a state that we will have to pay back our deficits because every economy in the world would want um, to go back to the way they were. Um, but um, at the same time, because of this deficit, uh, we would have a case where people who earn a monthly salary would also, uh, there is a chance that they may not get as much as possible because they may be, at, because it's been said um, that 30% of your income may be cut down for the time being after the pandemic goes. And uh, this will actually affect um, the way the UBI structure happens in our country. All the schemes for the poor, the 100A for our labors, how we're going to pay them because our country will be so um, immersed in paying back our deficits that we may not have so much money to give it to them. And that's going to be a problem. Um, I think um, the problem, another problem would be um, uh, after in the worldwide, every, all of us have come on a standstill and we have been able to appreciate the time we've been given. We are no longer living a very fast paced and a competitive life right now. We are able to reflect and the only fear that I have is that we shouldn't go crawling back to our old ways um, because in this period, um, you've learned to be compassionate towards others. You've learned to understand and be there, empathize with everyone's struggles, with your friends, with your family. And you've started to see the changes in the environment at the same time, at least in my country, which, I mean, in Delhi, I've been speaking to my friends. They've been able to see the sky clearly for the first time. Um, there's not much pollution. So um, my only fear would be that us going crawling back to the old ways um, where we have even though we've got so much time to reflect upon what, where we might have gone wrong, what are the measures that we can take. Um, not going back to the same old ways, but changing the way um, our lifestyle has been structured around this past days, life that we, um, the rat race that we have. Uh, and um, regarding my future, since it's my first year, I don't know how much it's going to impact me academically. Um, but, um, for now, um, our internships have been um, uh, our internships. Our internship coordinator has told us that we would have internships from home, so that that may give us a perspective of how um, you're going to be working from home, how it's going to feel like. It may set a um, base or a platform for us to kind of reflect upon how things would go on in the future. So yeah. Thank you so much. Um, who has not shared yet? Shrai? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I go? Can I go ahead? Please. Yeah. So I think uh, everyone covered most of the points, you know, which I had also listed down. But um, I think there are some positives which you can actually uh, take from this pandemic. As Smriti also mentioned, you know, the climate changes which have come uh, are, you know, in are towards a positive direction, which is really good, you know. We have been seeing, you know, news articles of, you know, skies clearing up, you know, animals coming out of, you know, the forest and you can actually see, we have seen like a bunch of peacocks and deers actually walking on the roads because they feel safer now. So um, I feel like, you know, we humans, you know, tended to uh, take a lot rather than giving. And I think this, uh, not just from other humans, but also from environment as such. So I feel like uh, this will change in the future. And also, uh, I think this is one chance where we can actually explore um, the rural development in India, because uh, as Priyanka mentioned that many of the migrant workers had were forced to go back home um, from the cities back to from the urban areas to the rural areas. Uh, India has been aiming for a long time to uh, 
see how to uh, improve the standard of living for people who are living in rural areas so i thought that this would actually be uh, a good you know chance for india to explore this uh, avenue and see uh, what sustainable changes can be done um, in rural areas so as to make sure that you know the, everyone is safe and secure for the future has everyone had a chance to spoken because we're being redirected to the main room has everyone spoken on this issue yes um, we're actually going to continue this part of the conversation in a large group. It was wonderful hearing from all of you. Thank you so much for sharing, and I'll see you back in the large space. Bye. Bye. Don't sign off. Don't sign off. You're going to be redirected. <laughs> I think, I think, oh no. I think Pranish might have signed off. Um, yeah, I back to the main room early. Pardon? They might have just left to the